0: All right, Jeff, I don't know what's going on on your side of the world, but we've had a pretty exciting week here in Nicholasville. I'm telling you what. What well, was you know,
1: like? What? You seen any barns get moved or anything yeah, like that? <laughs> Did we
0: see a barn get moved? Do you moved have some again? spiritual Thank application, you for though? I mean, Healds we need Brother to. Show. We can't
1: just say it for no reason. We've got to draw a spiritual application from this, don't we? Well,
0: by the time I get through the story, I'll go come up with something. Okay.
1: <laughs> So okay, Sir? so tell us about the barn.
0: Well, tell us who we are. I mean, oh, okay. tell, tell them okay. who, do, who we I'll are. Do, I'll yeah. do that. Do the okay. intro for us.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. See, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, okay. Uh, the, you
0: got to carry your weight around is here. A, you know.
1: This is the Fields Brothers Show podcast, and um, I'm Jeff Fields. I'm here with my older brother Roger, and we do this just really because we enjoy it. We're not part of a. You know, just we don't. A,
0: we do it just because we don't. We <laughs> don't have a.
1: You know, there's no. There's no place to send money. We don't have a mailing list. Or an emailing list. I mean, we, we just enjoy doing this, and uh, you know that makes it free because we don't, you know, when there's no income dependent on it. That you know we're kind of free to say what we think, and um, but we're glad and we really do appreciate you listening. I mean, it's it's touching to us when we you know hear people that listen to us and all that. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I never thought of it like that, but yeah, I mean, so it, it doesn't, uh, it is, so we, it doesn't we mean do appreciate
1: that. But we talk about grace. We talk about the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And what that means for us, and all that God has done for us, and so we. And I don't think I can't remember if I mentioned this to you or not, Roger. But I heard someone say in writing a book. Tell me if I've already told you this. That someone that I heard I forgot who was on podcast that went that last time they wrote a book because there's a little bit of a time lag between you kind of finish put it in print and when it actually yeah. comes out. He said, I realize that by the time it comes out, I agree with about 97% of what yeah. I wrote. Did I, did I already tell <laughs> you yeah, that? Yeah. Okay, so maybe I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty really so, uh, so let me throw in this disclaimer. I, I, I can guarantee you one, I, I agree with about 97% of what I will say on this
0: podcast. So, And I'll agree with maybe 40%, so, so there you go. I mean, you know, that's uh. Hey, we did have an exciting week. So here, let me tell you what's going on here in, in the big town of Nicholasville, Kentucky. <laughs> All right, so it's as for you entertainment,
1: go- this is what y'all do oh, for oh, entertainment do, around this here. This is gonna
0: make okay. <laughs> well, hang on, all right. so as you go into Nicholasville, there's farmland on either side. Right as you get into the city limits, and on the right side is coming from Lexington towards Lexington, Nicholasville. Into, which is only a couple of miles down yes. the road. You know, so and you south in, out of Lexington. Yeah, so you've got this gorgeous farm on both sides. Right? but on the right in particular, is a gorgeous barn that sets back in. There's a big house, and it's you know it's nice. Well, there's a big development coming in. That's going to purchase that land. Yep. And they're going to put in a Publix and Chick-fil-A and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Apartments. So the land. man that owns the farm, he owns both sides of the road. He owns the farm on one side and farm on the other side. Okay, And so he's got a barn that is 92 years old. Okay. It was built in 1931 wow. by his dad. So it's got a lot of sentimental value. This barn is 100 feet long, a little over 30 feet wide. So it's over 3,000 square feet. And it's a big barn. And they, everybody that's seen it on the inside said it's amazing. It's really something else. So he decided that he did – it was going to cost him a lot more money to, to build a new one than to move this one. So he decided to move this barn. And so they built a road through the, his, that farm that the barn sits on up to the main gate of the barn yeah. or the, of the, the farm. Property, yeah. And so then they moved the barn up that road so it sits right on the edge of the road right in front of the power lines. And
1: it was there for a week or so. Oh, yeah, it? a couple of weeks. Yeah.
0: And they until KU then had to come out, utilities had to you come know. out and route the power lines then around behind the barn. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how much they charge to do that? I happen to know this.
1: I heard him say what he charged to move, and I don't know about KU. No. What KU yeah, charge? no, that's a
0: different charge. To move the power line, he had to pay KU $65,000. Wow to move the lines behind the barn, and then another $27,000 to the, uh, I guess it was Spectrum or whoever has the data lines that they buried underneath the road. They buried those lines then. And so then when they, he he moved the barn, so when they got done, then they put the power lines back where they were. Okay, so anyway, so the man Jonathan Judy is the one he hired out of Winchester. Mm Mm-hmm to come move this barn. His dad used to do this kind of work. And there used to be, he says there used to be like 60 companies in Kentucky that would do this kind of work. There's like three or four now, okay? Oh. And he, he so he goes up there, he has a 1963 Mack truck that has 14 gears in this thing, okay? <laughs> this is a big old engine. I mean, it's, it's old, and he gets that thing under the barn, and he takes he takes he took him a couple of weeks before he even moved it down to the road. Where he he had to order steel beams from Florida, so had to drive them up there to put it. I mean, he he really gets this thing stable so it's not yeah, well, going to tear and also, up, you yeah. know, when he starts. And so we found that. So I got to know him before he did this. I reached out to him and found out who was doing this work, you know. And uh, so he let me know that it's going to happen this past Sunday morning. At um, um, six thirty to seven in the morning, yeah. and so I let people know. He's like, I can let people know if I want to. Yeah, you know, this is what's going to happen. So six thirty in the morning. So there's people out there from our camp. There's people in lawn chairs sitting out there. It's like they're tailgating to watch this barn get moved across the road. Okay, and so. The fire there's two there's two huge wreckers out there in case something happens that goes wrong, they can pull it out of the ditch or whatever. It's a
1: bulldozer too. There was so a what bulldozer. was the bulldozer there for?
0: Well, in case they need to give it a push or whatever. And the bulldozer was kind of fixing the road behind him as he right. came off the farm too. Okay. And so yeah, the bulldozer was there. Uh their police department and the sheriff's department was out there and they stopped traffic. It took him about only took him about fifteen minutes to actually get across the road. So he drives this thing across the road, turns left. Yeah. Um, we call it Lexington Road there. Y'all call yeah. it Nicholasville Road in Lexington. Yeah. It's Lexington Road in Nicholasville.
1: U.S. 27. So, yeah, so. yeah U.S.
0: 27. Turns left on, on uh, Lexington Road and then almost immediately turns right and just takes his barn through the grass toward a pad yeah. that they had, had ready for this barn. Okay, So I had my drone pilot out there who does drone uh, photography for me for real estate, Brian Blair. And a little shout out to Brian uh, Sparrow, aerial, um, aerial media LLC. So anyway, so Brian's out there with this, and Brian's really good. I mean, I had Brian do a number of very creative jobs for me, so he knows what he's doing. So he gets out there and he gets some killer footage. And so the next or later on that day, I make a video out of this, put it to music, put some text in there to, try to explain give context to what's going on. So it's a couple of minutes long, probably. And so put this up on on Facebook. Have you seen how many views this thing has had?
1: No, I've not seen how many views. I saw it. It is impressive. Okay,
0: as of this afternoon, three days. Okay, it's had over two hundred and twenty-five thousand views. <laughs> okay, it's getting roughly the first couple days got roughly a hundred thousand views a day. I mean, that's several thousand views per hour. Couldn't you have gotten a little now promo in for our podcast? Uh, that I, somehow? I, well, I you know if I'd have thought it through, I would have probably done a lot of things. Yeah, maybe paint, make it, it look like something was painted on the barn. I don't know what, I, but anyway. So we're just kind of blown away at how crazy big this thing has gotten. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to see it on YouTube, you can go to the best place to, to look for is um. If you do a search on me, you can find it. But uh, Kentucky, let's see, um, uh, Kentucky barn goes on road trip is what I called it. Kentucky barn goes on road trip. And you see this barn, and these two people look like they're just stunned watching this, watching this thing. And uh, it is really and fascinating. I, and I heard the guy
1: this. that did it said he charges forty eight thousand. Yeah, he, so, he charges forty eight thousand. So, so you got sixty seven dollars the KU, you got yeah, twenty yeah. something. I forgot what yeah, that yeah, was yeah, for. Was, and then another something. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Plus pushing, the road and all that. Pushing two hundred thousand yeah, yeah. dollars just but to the, move that. Across. They,
0: they said to to rebuild it would have been three hundred seventy five thousand. And he it wasn't even really about money. He he, mm-hmm. he that he said his dad built that barn yeah. and he didn't want to leave it behind. And I'm guessing
1: so, he's getting a pretty penny from, from oh the Oh, my goodness, yeah. Something. Well, we kind of know,
0: but until it's official, we're like not going to say, but, yeah, there's a you, major, major about paint something
1: on there. Do you see the story? I think I would seen this before, and I, I guess it's true. I hope it's true Oh, by it's the way, funny.
0: 57 tons. Do I forget to say that? The barn weighs 57 tons. With the metal they put under it, it's another, like, 30-something. So it's a total of 90 tons this truck is pulling, this Mack truck, well, 90 tons. All right, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry.
1: Did you see the thing, or I, I forget where I saw it, probably Facebook, but the guy that lives right by an airport and he has a flat roof and so he's painted in, or put in big letters on top of his roof, welcome to Cleveland because he lives next to the airport so when people okay. coming in, they, they can see that. The thing is, he lives in Wisconsin. <laughs> he lives like near Madison, Wisconsin or someplace in Wisconsin. So he Green does Bay. it as a joke so he, he says it just messed with people flying in. So you imagine you're, you're, flying in, you're flying in a Green Bay and you're looking, oh, that's nice. And then you look at Roof. Welcome to Cleveland is <laughs> that the, is pretty funny I guess it's your own property and it's, you know what a quirky baby. sense <laughs> of humor I'll tell there that's, that's, that's so right. um, yeah and I'm sure that's an issue for pilots now they probably tell people going in okay so people don't get worried but wow. Anyway. Wow. So it, well I'm glad you got the barn moved and um so back to kind of boring around here I guess with that. The entertainment from there. Oh, someone, a friend of mine mentioned that I think um, the Jesus Revolution movie, and mm-hmm. you know, we talked about a months ago, it's yeah. coming to Netflix. I am told. Okay, so I've just heard it from a friend of mine. So I guess some I of didn't our realize listeners.
0: that it wasn't on Netflix. So okay, I uh,
1: didn't know. So I guess it's it's coming soon, evidently. So
0: yeah, I would say go see the movie if you haven't seen it. So
1: um, let me start with a little analogy. Is that all right? Yeah. You know, I've talked a lot about. You know, our darkened minds and things like that. And Ephesians four seventeen and eighteen talk about our you know, darkened
0: minds. Darkened minds. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know that that that's the key. I mean, that was that was the original problem with Adam. You know that he he lost sight of who God was. You know, he immediately hides. Well, there's no reason to hide. Right. You know, in that, so the shame and guilt that he had just kicked in right away. Yeah. And they became blind to who who God is. And so mm-hmm. when Paul in Ephesians four. Now, this I say in testifying the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. So the the heart hardens and doesn't know God anymore, and so there's an ignorance, there's a blindness, and that's how we get alienated from God. But, you know, so I picture the, you know, a Father, Son, and Spirit of creation from the very beginning, and then they create, Adam, or create humanity. but he may, And so humanity is right there, I think, kind of in them. You know, in enemy we live and move and have our bank, so I think he's right in the middle of them, but he can't see them. And it reminded me of Helen Keller. You know, I don't know if kids today are taught about Helen Keller, Keller but we were taught growing up, yeah. somewhere in school. Amazing story yeah. of, of a lady that was both deaf and blind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I can't even comprehend what that yeah. would be like. Yeah. And I forget the name, I should have looked it up, the name of the lady that became her Friend and tutor, and yeah, care for that and may, that very that well, may have dawn a, on you know, me here. Fascinating but, story, okay. but um, but it took a while to gain the trust because when you can't see or hear somebody, you just kind of feel them, but you don't know, you know, what's going on. But I thought that's kind of mankind without Christ. I mean, humanity without Christ can't, you know, without Christ being the light of the world in us, can't really understand God. That's why Jesus tells the Pharisee, or you know, it says in John one, no man has seen God. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, looks like some people saw him in the Old Testament, but it was such a dim view of God that, you know, and Jesus told mothers, "You you don't know, you don't that's know what God." Hebrews
0: one says, "Yeah, you know. yeah,"
1: and so He yeah. came to reveal the Father to show us, and so I mean, humanity early on, we talked about last podcast of how quickly it went downhill too, you know, could not conceive of. A, a loving heavenly Father, and immediately, I mean, every religion starts seeing God as more of a legalist, angry, two-faced being. You know, if if you do good, you get good; if you do bad, you get bad. I mean, that's the normal. Oh yeah, oh, way yeah. of seeing God. And so, until Christ came in the world, so He comes on the pit, on the scene and says, basically, y'all have God all wrong. When you pray, God, pray like this: "Our Father." And then talks about the goodness of God. And we've talked and about that, the fact that
0: so. that was not something that the people of that time understood. They you right, did not right. hear even in the Old Testament you did not hear God even spoken about as being a. There's father. There's a few You're times a couple time. this list is Father of
1: Israel, but then it's kind of like the nation as a whole, not yeah. no personal there's, relationship. It's type you know, of thing like that.
0: I mean, it's, mostly it's Almighty God or it's. There's, know, there's the other story, and, and I forget.
1: I forget even the book, the chapter where, um, or even who it was, but that um, someone asked, "Can I see your glory? You know, God, show me your glory." And and so God passes by or some, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent, whatever God, and it says there that his goodness passed by. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, his goodness is his glory. Glory is just the true character yeah. of, of anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're talking about, oh, you talk about all this. That's know.
0: another one of the words we've messed up in yeah. the Bible words. And glory. so the character yeah.
1: of God is yeah. good, is loving, and and so in, in that story, when the, the the glory of the Lord passed by, it was His goodness. And so that's what God desires for us—to to know His goodness, know His love. And so sin is not seeing that, and and not um, um, unbelief. You know, right. so Jesus came into the world, John fourteen or John sixteen rather. Uh, sin because they believe not. Right. In them. So to
0: show you what level of skill that I have. I'm going to tie in the moving of the barn with what you just said. (laughs) This is this is pure pure genius. Okay, so now first of all, the issue with the barn moving was it to make way for a massive subdiv a shopping center shopping not subdivision shopping center Publix. There's going to be a hotel, some apartment buildings. So it's a pretty big deal. Okay, I have truly been amazed at how many people are really upset about this. Um, and, and for two main reasons, one is because it's a beautiful barn. We're losing green space. Yeah. Okay, I get that. It was a be- It is a beautiful barn, and we'll miss that. And secondly, traffic. I mean, there's some people that that's all they think about is traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, from my perspective, I used to live in Tampa, Florida. We have zero yeah. traffic here. Yeah. Zero. Lexington has zero traffic. Yeah. No compared traffic. to compared no, to big yeah, cities yeah nothing we have no traffic problems. So, so that's a little tough. For me. But I have truly been astounded. And some of these are from friends of mine who are upset that this development is taking place, okay? And you have to, what what really is, and begin to think about this and listen to what we were saying. I began to realize something that I guess I hadn't put my finger on before. And that is I will tell you hands down the scariest word to most people in the English language, I believe, I don't even know what would be second. I mean, death, I guess, is in there somewhere. But the scariest word is the word change. C-H-A-N-G. Six letters. Change. I mean, for some people, any change at all freaks them mm-hmm. out. It's a truly amazing to me. There's, if there's a subdivision going down the road, well, you know, what's it going to do? Track? Well, it's probably going to add 10 or 20 cars. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and it's like you would have thought – you would have thought that they we're building a nuclear power plant or a prison, maybe a landfill, yeah. but it's a shopping center, <laughs> and I'm I'm just astounded. And I'll probably have some people listening to this are going to get mad at me for saying it like this, but I'm I'm astounded. So then when you have Jesus come on the scene, I mean, the thing he represented across the board was what was change. Yeah. that changed the way you think of God, which we're talking about the way you think of salvation, the way you think of right and wrong, the way you think of love, the way you think of um, the scriptures. I mean, it was a massive, radical, complete change. So much so that the book of Hebrews says that uh, they had, we abolished the old covenant. Mm-hmm. And so, I think a lot of what people go through, whether they're listening to the gospel, maybe explained to them in its pure form for the first time, and when they've been taught a religious, kind of a mixed gospel of part works, part grace of God, a lot of it just represents something that they, people resisted. That has changed. I got to change my thinking.
1: You kind of find a security in what you're already comfortable with, what you already know. It's, and even if it's not all that helpful. Oh. Even if it's, you know, what oh, you know is he, is not that. Every time you know, yeah, yeah.
0: people will pick what's familiar. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, here's the thing about Abraham Abraham, the one thing Abraham did in the relationship, he's probably referred to as our, our father of faith, is because Abraham was willing to go from what was familiar to what was unfamiliar. And that's what scares people. That would be an interesting
1: conversation yeah. someday in eternity. Hey, hey, come over here. I want yeah. to ask you something. Yeah. What, what, were you you, what were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why
0: we've talked about the Israelites. You know, the Israelites, you know, you know, God gave them a a real opportunity to you know, you know leave Egypt and some a lot of scripture law scholars believe that a lot of them didn't take the opportunity and when they did they were fussing about it the whole way they got through there complained about everything because you know making bricks for Pharaoh was not a great life but it was familiar and now here comes Moses and we're bringing in change we got to go to someplace yep. else we got to cut through the Red Sea we got to now get these this law out this of this mountain with fire and all this stuff going on. We, I mean, and there was a resistance to that. People resist change. So
1: and so, I mean, that's what we've talked about before. Being open to to the Holy Spirit to teach us yeah. and all that. Um,
0: now, and least say it this way too, and and we've kind of touched on this before. But the Book of Acts. So we've just said, and I believe that the theme of the Book of Acts. Is how the church moved from just purely being a portion of Judaism. I mean, the first sermon is to the Jews: "Hey, you, you know, you killed the Messiah that you've been waiting on forever. You really messed up." So the message was all to the Jews, and then you get to the end of the book of Acts, and Paul talks about how he's now going to go to the, the, the Gentiles with this. I yep. mean, the whole, and so every story in there pretty much is about this transition. Whether it's Cornelius, he's a Gentile coming in, whether it's. Um, you know um, what? You know the the Ethiopian eunuch who who was not Jewish who received the gospel from Philip. I mean, it's all these stories of Matthew, uh, Acts fifteen about how James had to decide what are we going to do with these Gentiles coming in who are not getting circumcised. The whole thing is how this change was going to work its way through culture and through the Jewish faith. And it, it, so, it's the book of Acts itself is a book of how this change happened. Yeah.
1: And it uh, reminds me, and we've touched on it a little bit, but one just a few podcasts ago, or the end of the age, or something like that. What was that one you pointed out that yeah, the end of yeah. the age was the end of the old covenant, yeah, type yeah, of thing? Yeah, and there I'm seeing more and more, and I think a lot of people, other people, are seeing more and more. And I'm not stated into it about how probably a lot of the scriptures in the New Ten, the Gospels, and the warnings of Jesus, some of those that we've all taken as the rapture or something coming in there yeah. were really about the the destruction of jerusalem yeah, in 70 well, AD that, yeah. and all yeah. that yeah. Um, so that's interesting to, to to think through those things
0: but but I'll tell you what it so anyway so when you come along with the gospel and you say jeff that um so okay so you say Forgiveness is now past tense. You have been forgiven. I've forgive. got an illustration so, on the forgiveness right, before so we get you end got this that. Okay. You've got, um, okay, God's presence is with you always. You don't enter his presence mm-hmm. through a great worship service at church, and church meeting. Um, you don't have to hunger and thirst. He's, you've been filled with this right. You are righteous, you've been made perfect. You're, you've been made a child. of have got a, a not. You're not a servant anymore. You're actually a son of God. It says an adopted son, but nevertheless a son. So you get all. So what? All these things represent one thing. What's the common denominator in all of these things? And that is change. And that also highlights the difference between a set of principles versus a
1: relationship with a person. Yeah. You know, a little child yeah. is with his daddy. Change is okay because he's just he's with his daddy, with his mom, with his dad, and so. When we, when relationship with God, is central, we're okay with that mm-hmm. because we trust Him. Yeah. In that change and all that. Talking about forgiveness of sins. I want to, and I haven't thought through all this, so I'm not settled in all this. But let me ask you this question. I'm trying to think. Is there, you know, one of the most common phrases we've heard all of our lives is that Jesus paid for our sins. Mm-hmm. Is there any scripture that says it like that?
0: No, that says it like that.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, obviously Jesus died for our sins. You know, right, there right. is that. You know, First Corinthians right. fifteen, Jesus died for our sins. Um, in Ephesians one, in Him we have forgiveness of sins. Um, I've heard that you know the word "it is finished" that right. Jesus said the cross means paid in full. But uh, that, may or may not, that may or may not be true. I mean, I, I do believe there. that's true. I, I mean, think, just, I think but,
0: but we don't know what was paid. But, but but something. So now.
1: where I'm getting at is the idea that I think it's I think it's messed up to think that. Our, our, our Father God, God the Father, would not associate until with us until a debt was paid. That mm-hmm. it was for Him that it was paid, and I'm yeah. thinking what debt there was was the debt that we sent to the law, not in God's eyes. But here's my illustration: Suppose I owe the, uh, I get a letter from the IRS saying I owe them ten thousand dollars, and suppose I know. I'm guilty. Yep, I dodged taxes, and they caught me. So I owe, this is made up, this is not true, hypothetical here. So I owe $10,000 that I owe the IRS, but I can't pay it. So I'm penniless, and I can't pay the IRS, and I feel this this incredible debt of $10,000. Well, you get wind of it, and you come along and say, Jeff, I'm going to pay the $10,000 for you. And so you write the check, I send it back to them, write the check, and now I do not owe them anymore. And so... Then I go out the next day and think, man, the IRS, they are so good. They forgave my debt. They they canceled my debt, Roger. The IRS is so good and so gracious. You're going to be thinking, well, it wasn't the IRS. <laughs> They're not the ones. They didn't forgive you anything. They just got paid. Mm-hmm. And so the, the point is this. If God has to get paid, there's really no forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There's There's no grace. There's no mercy in that. And the... And where the illustrated in Matthew 18, the uh, the parable, the unforgiving servant, you know, he was he owed this huge amount, and the the king or whoever it was just canceled the debt. Nobody paid him. Mm-hmm. He just canceled the debt. Or Colossians two, that we've talked about. You know, the debt was canceled, nailed to the cross. And so I think to whatever extent he paid for our sins, it's not a pay in the sense that god was angry with us and wouldn't associate with us until he got some payment and He needed payment that that the payment was for us to be free from a sense of law in that regard i've also heard someone make a good point okay you know like okay god wouldn't forgive you until there was blood you know so yeah god loves you but he needs blood before he forgives you well okay if that's the truth then the bible says forgive as we have been forgiven so does that mean when someone wrongs us and ask mm-hmm. us, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Well, I can. I need blood first, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so it's a different way of looking at things. I realize, but um, I'll, I'll ponder this. I'll bring, the, I'll bring a
0: thought or two to this to the next <laughs> podcast about but this. the idea okay. that
1: that obviously the death was absolutely necessary, but it was necessary for us to change us, not to change God or to change His mindset toward us. I even saw, I heard someone point out. And I'm still thinking through this that the whole Old Testament sacrifices were for our for, for man's gain, not for God. You know, there are other scriptures where God says, I don't desire sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he that really it was It need. was to help yeah. us kind of, like, it was a bridge to get to where, yeah. you know, not, when, when Christ was Not like God has a there. shortage
0: of sheep and goats. Right, or exactly. And, and then he specifically and, yeah,
1: says, right. it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Mm-hmm. So that's not what that was about. Then Leviticus even talks about, I give these sacrifices to you. So, you know, the people then sense the burden of sin Well, these sacrifices really don't do it in God's eyes, but it helped them for the time being until Christ would come along that type of thing. So anyway, well, um, and that's maybe give me new insight. You know, okay, the old hymn, Jesus paid it all. Well. So God wouldn't love me until he got paid, and that doesn't make God look very good. And that's where we separate Jesus from the Father, which I don't think is a good idea to do.
0: Well, okay, so, like, let me throw this on you. I mean, there again, I am have to kind of think this through a little bit and read some more scriptures. But, okay, Jesus is the Lamb of God yeah. who takes away the sin of the world. Right. Okay, so it's the the Lamb took the sin away, not paid, okay, and to yeah, your point. Uh, exactly, and yeah, exactly. So, and so that also relates to the... Um, the Passover, right? That's getting, what getting, lamb, out getting out of bondage. Getting out of bondage. People out of bondage. That Pharaoh needed paid, or anybody needed paid, or paid off. So um, the it blood. Was, it was a way that separated. It really, what the blood of the lamb did. Would you agree with this? In the Old Testament, the blood of the lamb made it possible for them to make a break from Pharaoh. I mean, yeah, the from bondage, uh, the bondage to Pharaoh. Yeah, from bondage to Pharaoh. I have to think about this, but anyway, there you go. So,
1: oh, okay, go ahead and start the music. Just a little thing I mentioned last podcast. So, this one's coming out, I think, April uh, or August 20th. If anyone wants to hear me bring a message on YouTube, either live or uh, you may be listening to this after it's already happened, go to Oasis Community Church live stream on YouTube. And uh, August 20th, you can hear me share a message. And Roger may be there, and he'll be the one out in the crowd heckling me during the sermon. So,
0: <laughs> oh, yes.